everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's April 14th. It's 2021, and we have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Grant Neifer. G Neifer 07. What's happening, my friend? Yeah, not too much. It has been a terrible day. Got crushed in, in sports betting for the first time in a while, but played a lot of Duval tonight, so... DFS went and all right, but yeah, this, this is going to be an interesting little eleven game slate to break down the night before. Interesting indeed. Yeah, I played a lot of Marlins with Dodgers, so I'm waiting to see how the night kind of shapes up. But um, Joey Votto went yard, and it's been fun bantering with people on Twitter uh, for the last thirty minutes or so. So yeah, it was funny because I'm pretty sure, like, I listened to the morning grind from last night. And I'm pretty sure he hit a home run right after you got done with it. Last Did he? Night. So he had a higher ISO than zero coming into today. No. He's had two home runs since you mentioned that last. Oh, night. hot streak! Um, <laughs> watch out! He's gonna he's gonna get on fire here. Um, all right, all joking aside, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to superdraft.com. If you guys appreciate the podcast um, being free each and every day, I love the fact that it's free each and every day. Support our sponsor, superdraft.com. Use promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside with the 50% deposit match bonus up to 500 bucks. Deposit 500 bucks over there. If that's within your bankroll, take advantage of that $50 instant deposit and the 50% deposit match bonus. Um, That's really awesome. So make sure you guys are checking them out. We will have... A super draft play of the day later on in the show. Their slate starts at 7:30, so it's only um, nine games over there. A little bit easier to kind of you know get through here. Uh, we're gonna start with Cleveland at Charlotte. It's a back-to-back for Charlotte. Um, and on the Cleveland side, Dotson's out. Garland and Sexton are questionable. On the Charlotte side of things, we know Gordon Hayward's out. He's going to be out for four weeks. Um, we know LaMelo Ball is out. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. But the biggest question mark is P.J. Washington, um, who ended up not playing on Tuesday, and Terry Rozier, who ended up not playing on Tuesday. Definitely going to dictate how we approach Charlotte. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Grant, any interest here in the Cleveland side of this game? I think if one of Sexton or Garland misses, I think you can play the other one. I don't think they're great. I'm staying away from the front court entirely. I'm not going to argue with playing Kevin Love. He played 31 minutes the other night, but with Allen coming back from concussion, they just have so many darn bodies to play, so many darn big bodies to play that I'm, I'm just – there's no reason to really play anyone. Like, Love is the only one that may end up – like, they may give him 30 minutes again. I doubt it, but they may, and if they do, then he can end up crushing. But outside of that, just stay away from Cleveland. Yeah, I don't even know who I would recommend. Deladova would be, I think, the guy. If if one of these guys sits at 4K, you could play him as like a value play. If they're both out, definitely play him at 4K. Um, I, I think he's okay, right? Yeah, I mean, the problem is I don't know how many 3 and 3.5 and 3.8K guys there are going to be on the slate that can end up crushing because we have 11 games and just a ridiculous amount of injuries. But, yeah. Yeah, Delova did play a decent amount of minutes the other night, played 34, and yes, he can end up crushing. 4K is not a bad price tag, but they raised it up a little bit. So it's not bad. It's not great. Um, it's like just depends on what else is going to open up on the slate. Uh, Brooklyn at – oh, 
let's talk Charlotte. Sorry, completely um, thought we got done talking about Charlotte already. But, um, man, this is a tough team night before because if these guys are out again, it's hard not to like Graham at 6,500. Caleb Martin, Jalen McDaniels, these guys are having – Biombo, like they're having great games against the Lakers on Tuesday. A um, lot of opportunity event like available here. Um, all these guys had really solid games. Yeah, no, if, if Rogier and Washington miss, then you're probably getting your value and probably playing a lot of guys from Charlotte. Didn't work out exactly how it should have with Zeller, but you can probably play him. I know Biombo got a whole lot of minutes, but Graham, Bridges, McDaniels, Martin potentially either one of the Martin brothers who, who knows who's going to end up getting started in the next game. But all these guys are far too cheap because we didn't get this news until later on in the day and they are had to slate out. So pretty much just wait and see on the news. Like if Rogier plays and it kind of downgrades everyone, if Washington plays too, then I could potentially play Washington, but probably not. Like if both those guys are out, then Graham Bridges, Dick McDaniels and one of the Martin brothers, maybe both, are going to be very much in play, and they're all very underpriced. So we have no idea how to break this down really the night before because we don't know the news. Brooklyn at Philly. Um, it's a back-to-back for Brooklyn. We have no idea what to expect here. Um, and then Philly, there was no injury report out for them. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's <laughs> we're going to say he's questionable. Kyrie Irving, um, personal, considered questionable. We know James Harden's not going to play. Um if these guys are out, Kevin Durant, 9,300, I think he's a stud that, you know, we're definitely looking to pay up for on the slate. We're sure he's going to play? I, assuming that he's going to play. I should have said that. Yeah, I mean, it's second of the back-to-back, which makes us all the more infuriating. I don't know how to break this down. Like, if Durant plays, I'm not sure he's going to get enough minutes, but he, if he does, then he can end up crushing. I know that he's got 27, but it was a blowout in the last game. I would assume he'd play a full complement of minutes, but – Again, I have no idea if he's going to play. If Kyrie plays and Durant doesn't end up playing, then Kyrie is a stud play on this spot, even against Philly. We know that's not an easy matchup. If all of them end up sitting, then, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brooklyn just entirely toss this game out the window and just kind of do what they did earlier where they gave Joe Harris like five minutes and then shut down all their starters and just let it go going up against Philly. Like, this is a tough one to break down beforehand, but if one of Durant or Kyrie end up playing, play them. If they both end up sitting, then you can use a lot of these guys as value. Just pick and pick which one you want. Harris, Brown, Green, um, Griffin, pretty much anyone. Uh, if both of them end up playing, I think that either Durant or Kyrie is both still viable. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just tough to know because I, I have a feeling that Durant's going to end up sitting on the second end of back-to-back. Yeah, if they start ruling guys out, man, Nicholas Claxton is super interesting. He's 3,100. Um He's a guy that could, you know, potentially even put up like a double-double if he played 30 minutes. So definitely going to be paying attention to like the news um, as far as like he's concerned as well. Um, I don't know what to really think here on the Philly side of things because it's a matchup against Brooklyn. So Embiid gets the Brooklyn bump. But if we're starting to see some of these guys get ruled out, it's just also hard to play any of these expensive guys. Yeah, I think this is kind of a spot where you end up stacking it up. Like if Kyrie or Durant end up playing or both of them end up playing, I think that Philly is a whole lot more viable. I think that you can use Embiid. I think that Simmons is still a little bit cheap over on FanDuel. Um, but if 
if both those guys are out, I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting Brooklyn to just tank this and I'm staying away from Philly entirely, but Embiid, if both those guys are there on the other side, it's an absolutely fantastic matchup. He can end up crushing here, um, but just, I don't know if that's going to end up happening. So all depends on the, it depends more on the Brooklyn news than it does any Philly injury news. Yep. San Antonio at Toronto, um, back-to-back for Toronto. Corgi Dang is out. Lyles is out. Um, as far as Toronto goes, uh, like I said, it's a back-to-back for them. So we're going to be waiting to see um, as far as like the injury report knows. We know that like Kyle Lowry sat the first end of a back-to-back. Uh, Van Vliet is out. Um, man, basketball is rough right now. Like yeah. any, like I talked about so much stuff on the podcast yesterday and like it was just so negated by injury news, so um, it, it's so tough. What are we looking at here for San Antonio? DeRozan or Murray? Like I'm not bothering with White Hurdle. Kelvin Johnson can, is always a chance at a massive game, but like there, there's so many. There's going to be so many good plays on the slate at the cheaper end. So you're just looking at guys to spend up on. And DeRozan doesn't really grade out as a great play. He doesn't look terrible. Honestly, 79 is about where he should be priced at. It's a good matchup going up against Toronto. DeJounte Murray always has a ton of upside and chance at a 50-point game. So, really, it's just those two guys because they're in a decent spot. Yep. Um, DeRozan, like, he he has massive ceiling, too. Massive ceiling. So, um, definitely don't mind getting some, in, you know, getting some exposure um, to him. So, any interest here in Toronto? I mean, it all kind of depends on if Lowry plays. If Lowry doesn't end up playing, I think you can go with Malachi Flynn. Um, not the worst idea in the world. If both Lowry and Van Vliet are out, then OG, Siakam, Boucher all become a little bit more interesting. Um, but, yeah, it all kind of depends on the Lowry news. It'll give a big bump to everyone. If Lowry is playing, then I'm kind of just off on everyone. It is a good match versus San Antonio, but the hole that Lowry and Van Vliet kind of put in things are make everyone else viable. So, Van Vliet's already out. If Lowry's out, then all everyone gets a big bump and Malachi Flynn becomes in the conversation. Yeah. Um, just going to have to definitely pay attention to injury news here. Because um, I do think Lowry plays here, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's April basketball. Uh, Clippers at Detroit. It's a back-to-back for uh, the Clippers. Kawhi didn't play because of foot soreness. Uh, so we'll see, like, maybe Paul George has his foot is sore in this one and Ka- Ka- Kawhi plays. So we'll see. And then on the Detroit side of things, McRuder and DSJ is out. The way I look at the Clippers here, Grant, is if one of Kawhi or George sit play the other one, and if they both play, I'm probably going to stay away. Yep, yep, no, exactly. And, um, if one of them sits, I think that you can potentially play Jackson. You can potentially play Morris, although the price tags are kind of where they should be. Potentially play Batum. We'll see who ends up getting the start. But, yeah, if they're both in, then you just full-on fade the Clippers entirely. Um, if one of them ends up playing, you play the that one. That's pretty much it. Like, that's, that's pretty much what the Clippers have been all season long, and that's what they'll continue to be, especially on this side of the slate. Um, Detroit, anything here for Detroit? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I don't see a reason to play Detroit here. There's just there's nothing really standing out. Um, you know, upside wise, maybe Bay, 
just because he's getting minutes and usage. Like his usage is definitely up over the last couple weeks, but it's not really, it's not saying a lot. Like Corey Joseph has shown some ceiling here recently. Just put up 49 fantasy points against this team last time out. Maybe you take a shot on Kojo, but like, it's still a tough ask. Yeah, I mean, he got 13 assists in that game. It was just absolutely going bonkers. Not really expecting that again. 4,700 isn't bad. He would be in the conversation if this were an 11-game slate with probably 10 to 20 different guys at around the same price tag that could put up a big outing. New York at New Orleans. Um, 220 and a half total. Hey, we got a total, Grant. Uh, New Orleans favored by three in this game. Henson and Robinson out for New York. Um, Alexander Walker, Lonzo, Hart. Um, well, Lonzo's doubtful, but we're going to say he's out. Um, and then Johnson's questionable. Let's start with the, the Knicks. I almost said the Yankees. Um, any interest here in the, in the Yankees? <laughs> uh, Randall, Barrett's price tag is going on. He hasn't shot the ball very well recently, and he hasn't put up any big outings. And with everyone, all the guards back there, kind of like isn't going to get into the high 30s range. So it's Randall. He's the only guy that we can really trust his minutes. It's matchup versus New Orleans. New Orleans has been playing at a fast pace recently. Not a great defensive team. So Randall would be the one guy I would consider. Yeah, Randall is like the guy that it seems like he's the guy that we've talked about all year for this team. Like RJ Barrett is so up and down at 6,400. It's, it's really tough to, to play him. Um, he, it's been nine games since he had over 40 fantasy points. It was only 41. So it's not like, even if he has like a strong, strong game, he probably doesn't like kill you here. And then like Derek Rose, he's just not playing enough minutes right now. Um, and then with Derek Rose there, Alec Burks is not playing enough minutes. So, it's kind of all over the place as far as like the whole point guard situation goes. There's just, there's so many of them that it's just so tough to trust any of them. Um, Nerlens Noel has been getting really solid minutes. He's 4,300. I just wanted to kind of point him out as well. Um, if he's going to play over 25 minutes, which he has in four straight games at 4,300, I think we at least have to mention him in this one. Um, New Orleans side of things like, Zion has been um, fantastic here recently. A lot of that, though, is, you know, concerning, you know, because some of those games, some of these guys were out. Um, what are your thoughts on Zion and this whole team right now? Well, I mean, the main thing is they've been letting Zion run the point a little bit and just do a whole lot more on offense without Hart in there, without Walker in there. Lonzo's still doubtful for Wednesday, so it's kind of the same thing. I know he had a little bit of an off game in the last game going up against Sacramento. I was infuriated by it. Uh, Ingram just seemed to take over, but I mean, over 57 points in two of the last three games, the last game was just a weird one. He still shot 61% from the field. He was just letting Ingram shoot over and over again because Ingram was on fire. So I'm kind of throwing that. I still like Zion. Like I still think there's a bunch of upside with Zion, especially without all those guards in there. Like Bledsoe's really not going to do a ton in any given outing. I know that, He's just basically washed and not really doing a whole lot, just playing minutes. But they let Zion handle the point a little bit, and because of that, he's just been driving to the hoop a ton. I know that New York's a slow-paced team, and I know they're a tough defensive team, but we just saw Zion put up 68 versus Philly. So I actually really like Zion on this slate. I don't think he's going to be heavily on. I think people are going to go with Luka and guys like Jokic. And realistically, Zion, I think, is right there with him in terms of potential upside. And even in a slow 
tough defensive match, but I think he can do it. And I think he's a guy coming at really low ownership. All right. Um, continue to move along here. Orlando at Chicago, two twenty and a half total. Chicago favored by nine and a half. They're good as far as injuries goes, as far as Orlando goes. Mobamba's questionable. Fultz is out. Isaac's out. Okoki, um, <laughs> Okiki is questionable. And Porter is out. Um, Orlando, I think, like, you can make a decent argument for Wendell Carter Jr. in this game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, it's a revenge game. Second of all, I mostly will play him if Mo Bamba ends up missing. Bamba's out. He should be getting around 30, maybe potentially more because it is a revenge game for him. So they're going to be like, why not? And Chicago, like, yeah, uh, Carter is pretty much the only one I have any interest in. And I actually have a decent amount, depending on how the rest of the slate turns out and how many different cheap plays we have where we're forced to spend up. But yeah, Carter revenge game got 30 minutes in the last game, him and Bomba have pretty much been splitting limits and minutes and he's been doing pretty decent. If he does end up getting into the mid thirties range without Bomba in there, he can end up crushing this price tag. He just put up 40. What was it? A week and a half ago, a week ago up against Denver. So we could see it happen again. I have no problem playing Carter. I have no interest in anyone else. Yeah. Um, I think Terrence Ross would be the only other guy, but like his minutes are so, it seems like his minutes are just so capped right now that it's, it's tough to play him. And Cole Anthony, it seems like his minutes are so capped right now that it's tough to play him. Um, Cole Anthony would be the other guy that I would take a shot on if you think this game has the potential to stay close, but I like Wendell Carter Jr. here. And then on the Chicago side of things, like, I don't know, man. I want to play Vooch in this game. I do. Because I feel like he felt like Orlando was going to keep him. And, like, I feel like he kind of potentially got blindsided a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, Vooch would be the one guy we consider because, like, in his revenge game, he does have upside. Like, him or Levine are fine tournaments. Realistically, Orlando's not a great defensive team, especially with all these scrubs in here. Both of them have upside, like, but Vooch, you're kind of playing the revenge narrative, and I don't know if this game will end up staying close, but both of them are in play for tournaments. Neither of them stand out as great plays. Yeah. Moving on. We got Indy at Houston, 233 total here. Indy favored by five and a half. They are on the second end of a back-to-back. Um, on the Houston side, DJ Augustine's out, Brown's out, Exum's out, Gordon's out, House is out, Nawaba's out. Um, I didn't see any news coming off the Pacers game on on Tuesday night to suggest that any of these guys uh, would be sitting here. Levert's already played like a second end of a back-to-back. Um, so I expect the Pacers to be somewhat full strength here. Um and we'll see, like, on Miles Turner dealing with that ankle injury. And I think McDermott is another guy that we're going to have to wait and see on because um, he left the game with an ankle injury on uh, Tuesday. So what are we looking at here for the Pacers? This bonus is fine, but it's probably going to be Brogdon and Levert for me. Both of them have been playing pretty darn well recently in close games. They end up playing a large amount of minutes. Both of them have a bit of upside. They don't stand out as great plays, but they both have a ceiling, and they – like, and he's been in some high-scoring games recently. It's matchup versus Houston. If this game ends up staying close, I could see Levert or Brogdon going off. But that's really it. Like, Sabonis is probably priced where he should be, and there's tons of other guys in the 9 to 10K range that I'd rather end up playing. 
Yeah. I think Laverne and Brogdon are the two guys that I'm looking at the most in this one. Um, any interest here on the Houston side of things? I don't hate Wood. That's it. Like, anyone's fine, but no one's a real good play. I mean, Indy obviously hasn't been great defensively, especially recently. Turner's out. It's definitely a little bit of a downgrade to them defensively. But I just never really trust anyone on Houston. I mean, Olenek could get hot from behind the arc and end up with a pretty decent game. Like, Wood can get hot. Wall can get hot. Any of these guys can do it. But they're all priced where they should be. And I just don't see a huge amount of upside. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, we know that Christian Wood, like, when he's having a monster game, um, like, his ceiling is really high. At 7,900, I think he'd probably be the guy that I'd be looking at the most. And John Wall's always a guy that can have, like, a big ceiling game. Porter is a guy that can have big ceiling games. Like, it's just – these are the types of guys that are um, somewhat interesting here. But, again, it's, it's a tough ass. Golden State at OKC taking on the Thunder. No total in this game. It's a back-to-back for the Thunder. Um, assuming that – all the guys, I don't know, Isaiah Roby played on Tuesday after being on the injury report is out the night before, so who knows. Um, Uber is doubtful. Pascal and Wiseman are out. Um, let's start with Golden State. Like, Steph Curry has turned it up um, over 30 actual points in, I think, seven straight games. Yep, yep. Steph is one of the better spends up, spend-ups on the slate. He's just been ridiculous recently. It's not a bad matchup. Worry about the game staying close, but the only two guys I have interest in are Curry and Green. Bazemore got a little bit of a price increase. And if – I mean, Uber is pretty much doubtful right now. So, I don't think Bazemore is really in play at 4,800, especially on this big of a slate. He was a little bit more necessary on the other slate, just given that he was cheap and there wasn't a lot of cheap options. That's not the case today. So, it's Curry and Green. Green's probably a little bit too cheap at 6,900. He's been playing pretty well recently. Had a great game going up against Denver. Um, so Curry and Green, and Curry's one of the top spend-ups on the slate. Um, yeah. I don't – like, those are the two guys you're playing. I, I don't really see a need to take shots on Poole or Bazemore or any of these guys. I, I really think it's Curry and Green. Anything on the Thunder side that you trust here? I trust no one. I don't trust anyone's minutes. I don't trust this game to stay horribly close. Even if I could trust minutes, I'm not sure anyone's cheap enough for me to want to play. I'm, I'm out on all OKC. I think, like, realistically, the only guy that – and I mentioned him yesterday, too. Dort would be the only guy that I think I'd take shots on here, assuming that they're going to give him his normal minutes and everything. Yeah. Dallas at Memphis, uh, two twenty six and a half total here. Dallas favored by one and a half. No injury report for Dallas. Uh, Triple J, Melton, Winslow remain out for Memphis. Um, anything that you like here for Dallas? And Luca or Porzingis are fine. Like Porzingis, I'd probably rather play, but Luca always has ceiling potential in him. It's not a bad matchup going up against Memphis. Like it, it's a big slate. You don't need to go with any other guy unless Luca or Porzingis are randomly ruled out. Yep. That's really all I got to. Um, it's it's all been all year. Luca's been like the guy all year that you know I mentioned. Um Memphis side of things, like 
John Moran at 7,100 is super interesting just because we know like there's 50 point plus upside in John Morant. I know it hasn't really like shined a lot this season. The usage has been all over the place. Um, even recently, what are your thoughts here on Memphis? Jay val has been getting 32 plus minutes in each of the last three. Jay val has been crushing. Like he's only 7,600. Like, am I missing something here? That seems like a mispricing after his last three games. Cause they're actually giving him minutes likely because they're sitting at the eighth seed in the playoff hunt and they've got to hold off the Spurs and the Warriors and the Pelicans. So J-Val, like that, that seems like a bad price tag. I know that Dallas has been pretty decent going up against centers all season long because Porzingis is generally on the outside, but J-Val just seems way too cheap here. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Moran, obviously, but J-Val just seems far too cheap. I mean, they're going to keep giving minutes, aren't they? You would think so. Yeah, I guess it's never easy. Fighting for a playoff spot, you would hope so. Yeah, but I mean, they I never understand Valanciunas' minutes, but I assume so. Like, I'll play a lot of Valanciunas regardless. I don't really see anything else, though. I think it's Valanciunas or Morant, maybe Anderson, but his price is definitely caught up with the production. Yeah. Um, moving on. We're rolling here today. We're we're cruising. Washington at Sacramento. No total in this game. Bagley healed. Or Bagley's out. Healed's questionable. Holmes is doubtful. Uh, no injury report for Washington. So we'll wait and see um, what we're looking at as far as that. We you know we assume that Bryant's going to be out still. Um, Sacramento's been one of the worst defensive teams here recently. Um, any interest here in Washington? They've been the worst defensive team all season Washington <laughs> is the fastest pace team all season Sacramento is the ninth fastest pace team since the all-star break after starting off the season fairly slow they picked it up a ton lately mostly because Fox is playing super well but this is going to be a high scoring game this is going to be a fast-paced game I don't know what the total is going to be on this game but RA for the morning grind game I'm betting the over on this game um, I have interest in Beal and Westbrook both of them like, I get that Westbrook's 11K, and with Beal back, obviously, it was a little bit of a downgrade, but this guy has just been unreal recently. And even though Beal played in the last game, Westbrook still had 25 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists. Like, this is going to be a fantastic spot for him because of the high pace and the horrible defense by Sacramento. This could end up being like a 135 to 140 game here. Like, this is just beautiful. Westbrook, Beal, I'm going to be stacking up this game quite a bit. Yeah, um, I, I like Westbrook a lot in this one. Uh, I'm with you. I think that he is right up there with Curry as like top top plays on the slate. Um, and I probably lean Westbrook over Curry, even though Curry's been absolutely on fire, just because Westbrook is a triple double walk. Like he's a walking triple double. Like he's triple averaged double a triple double since like midway through 2018. Yeah, it's just it's it's so crazy just how much he likes. St- just stuffs the stat sheet every single night um on the sacramento side like if you're playing westbrook i think you can look at fox um he does have over 50 fantasy points in three of his last four games and it's not like washington is a good defensive team yeah they're not a good defensive team and they've run a really fast pace i like i said i absolutely love this game like this is where a lot of my play is going to be on and i'm just going to look for value pieces so fox been absolutely crushing recently um He's going to probably crush here, like without Holmes in there. Potentially, if Buddy Hyde ends up missing, then I have a lot of interest in Halliburton. I have a lot of interest in Barnes. There's going to be a lot of 
um, usage to go around here. Barnes is a guy that we've seen 40, 50 point games from before. He's 6.5 K without Buddy and without Holmes in there. He could see a pretty drastic increase in usage. Halliburton should be in the starting lineup, should end up playing a boatload of minutes, should end up crushing 6.2K in a fast-paced matchup. A little bit too cheap. I know he hasn't been paying it off recently, but not having Holmes or Buddy Hyde in there could be a big difference. Who's going to start at center? Is it going to be Whiteside or Jones? I, I have, like, they played a lot more Jones in the game where Holmes got hurt. Whiteside is 3,600. Could end up seeing a decent amount of minutes going up against Washington. That's not very good versus Biggs. If not, then Jones, if he plays enough minutes, I mean, he played 19 minutes, only put up 11 points, but this is a much better spot. Like Damon Jones or Whiteside are both fantastic plays. Whoever ends up starting, I, I don't care. Uh, both of them should end up playing boat limits, but I, I, I love everything on Sacramento. Like as much as I hate so many other teams on the slate, I love Sacramento on this spot. Sounds like the game to stack Grant. Um Especially over on Superdraft, just kind of looking at some of the multipliers. You know, we know they're going to overlay over there. So take advantage of the overlay. Load up on this game. Like, and the thing is, like, Westbrook, even at 1x, is in play. Yeah. He can put up 80 points. Yep. We finished it out with Miami at Denver, 213.5 total. Denver favored by four. It is a back to back for Miami. We know Jamal Murray is out for Denver. Um, anything standing out to you for Miami? Butler and Bam are fine, but no, I'm not playing anyone from Miami. Like, I guess a decent spot going up against Denver defensively, but they're not a fast-paced team. Like, Butler and Bam are probably priced accordingly. Butler's been putting up 40 points, but he's 9.4K. I'd rather get some more upside. I'd rather pay a few extra hundred for Zion on this slate. So, no real interest in anyone on Miami. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I'm not paying 9,400 for Butler on this slate. I'm not. Like, I, I get it why people would. He's been a 40 plus point machine. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Um, on the Denver side, like, I think Jokic is going to have to do more now with Murray out. Um, I, I'll give, I'll let you give your thoughts, like, and then I'll, and I'll finish it out on Denver. Yeah. I mean, Jokic, MPJ are both going to have to do a lot more with out, uh, Murray in there. Um, Composo 3.7 should jump into the starting lineup again, him or Morris, either one of them, depending on who ends up starting, you can go with both of them should be playing a decent amount of minutes. Like, but MBJ and Jokic are going to have to take a lot more of the usage without Murray in here. And so that's what I'm planning on using, but I don't, I'm not, I'm higher on Jokic than I am MPJ, but MPJ is definitely in play for tournaments, but Jokic, like it's a slow paced matchup, but he can still put up 70 at any given point. Yeah, over um, 5% increase in usage per minute with um, Murray off the floor this season. So I think for the most part, we see, um, you know, Jokic have big games down the stretch and for the rest of the season. So I I think we're definitely going to be playing Jokic a lot. I don't know if I love him in this spot just because I, I think I'd prefer like Westbrook and Curry over Jokic, but... I think he's definitely somebody that we should be considering here um, on the slate. Um, let's do our super draft play of the day, and then uh, we'll play the morning grind game. Um, as far as like my super draft play, because I always go first when Grant's on, he plays way more on super draft than me. Uh, but I'm going to go Wendell Carter Jr. I'm a sucker for revenge. Um, he's 1.55x. I think he's somebody that 
could put up like 40 fantasy points, which gives him over 60 over there on uh, Super Draft. So I'm a sucker for Wendell Carter Jr. in this spot, Grant. Okay, mine is Steph Curry. Like, he's 1.3x. They haven't changed his price tag. It's cool. Just lock him in. 100% lock him in. Just lock him in. Um, but if you want some less easy ones, it's the rest of the guys from the Sacramento game. Halberton 1.55x, Barnes 1.55x, Fox 1.3x are my favorite plays that aren't going to be 80% owned. And even at 80% owned, play more of Steph. Just, just lock them in. All right, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use DK pricing like we always do. Um, Grant, give me your favorite play under 5K to go 7x. Gosh, I don't. This is so darn hard to do. <laughs> Oh gosh, uh, I'm I'm just gonna go white side. All right, I'm gonna go Corey Joseph, um, forty seven hundred for Corey Joseph. So plenty of value gonna open up on this slate. We'll see how it all pans out. Um, over eight K to go under five X. Who's your bust at the top today? Guess I'm gonna go Butler. I'm going to say Butler was the guy I was picking, but I'm going to say Embiid, and this is really just off the fact that I think Brooklyn's going to ship it in on this one. Yeah. Um, Favorite 6X play? I'm going to go with Valanciunas. All right. I don't mind that one. Um... Yeah, I don't mind that one at all. I guess I'm just going to be a sucker, man. I'm just I'm going to say Wendell Carter Jr. <laughs> Bring it on, like whatever, right? Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. What's standing out to you as um, a lower owned tournament play today? Um, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be super low owned, but. Um, really? I People don't like to play Harrison Barnes. That is true, but I think that game is going to be very heavily owned on this slate. So, um, I'm going to go like Bismack Biombo. I like it. Um, game selection, anything standing out to you over there on Superdraft today? I mean, there. I mean, it depends on what you're buying. The overlay. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, all three of them are going to overlay. I've been throwing in 130 entries on their $1 or $2. Actually, that's nice. They raise it up to $2. Um, they have a 7.5K GPP, $2. You want to give your hand at mass multi-entry, which is more fun on Superdraft because you can literally just do 1v1 swaps everywhere. Uh, they have a $2, 130 entry max, or 1G up top. I'll probably have 130 entries in it for you. Cause that's how much it is to max out. There you go. Um, I'm going to say FanDuel, the NBA dime over there on FanDuel is a $10 single entry pays 25% of the field. Top 10 is getting 26 and a half percent. Somebody's going to turn 10 bucks into a thousand really good structure payout tournament. Um, if you're trying to build a bankroll, so make sure you guys are checking that one out. Um, I, I like that one. I think it's, it's solid. Um, Grant, you already said it. You like the over in whatever um, that Sacramento. Washington Sacramento game opens at. Yep. 
Um, I'm going to go Chicago minus nine and a half against my Orlando magic. The magic are in full tank mode and they look awful right now. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. Just pay attention to news tomorrow. Pay attention to news for NBA for the rest of the year. Yeah. Pay attention to news. Um, more than you ever can. (laughs) It's so crazy right now. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Justin and Will would be back on NBA for the rest of the week. If you guys are looking for the baseball podcast, that's over there as well. We're doing both sports throughout um, the weekdays of April. So make sure you guys are checking out both. Always appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back next Tuesday for me, but tomorrow, Justin and Will. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thank you.